I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Good to be back, Scott. It's great to be back. I'm really excited about today's episode because we have a bonus episode with Matty Barker. We just we just didn't have enough time yeah. to unpack everything. Yep, absolutely. So we've got him back uh, in the studio. Uh, the One Thing is brought to you thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planting Network, and you have pressed play on episode 20. Talking religion with no religions, part two, bonus edition. Bonus edition. Matty Barker, no extra cost. Uh, Now, last time we really only just touched the surface on a a new summer mission that Grey City have been doing called Conversations That Matter. And Matty was really able to uh, unpack uh, what they do over the course of the night, uh, the reason behind it, but really, it left us with a lot more questions, didn't it, Derek? Yeah, well, I, I got to the end. And we all got to the end. I thought, no, there's a whole bunch of things which we should talk about, we need to cover. Um, partly so that people can both understand the idea and then work out how they can contextualise it for where they are. And and get the learnings from Grey City and what they've done there. So Now, if you want to catch up and you haven't heard that episode, look on the show notes. Uh, you'll see a link to episode 18. Uh, forward slash the one thing on our GenevaPush.com website. We've got Matty Varko. He's the mission pastor from Grace City Church in Green Square in Sydney. It's great to have you back, Matty. Good to be back again, guys. All right. So just to pick up where we left off last time, so talking about this, um, uh, I think where we, we ended last time, we were talking about the fact that this is a, a conversation, the beginning of a conversation for, yes. for a lot of people. Yes. Uh, you know, you cut people, they bleed. We are all underneath asking the same questions. And depending on where we're at uh, in life and, you know, our upbringing, we may not have the, the facilities or the opportunities to talk through these questions. So you guys are creating a context for um, uh, context for people to be able to have those conversations. Really a space for them to be able to talk through these deep deep questions. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. So, so I wanted to just lead off, pick up on that conversation, lead off today. How did you start talking to, to church about it? How did you build a team to start doing this ministry and get the church on board with it. Yeah, yeah. So being a new church plan, I think there is already a slightly higher level uh, when it comes to evangelism and, and wanting to reach our community. But that being said, I think it's always something you have to, to keep pushing out and keep encouraging your people. So we're, we're really big on, you know, stop looking inside to the 100, 150, 200 people we've got here and look outside to the 50,000 people in our area who don't know Christ uh, think of your friends. We, we encourage our, all of our members to be praying for five people in their lives um, who don't know Christ that they can have, they can begin talking about Jesus with. Um, so in terms of this series in particular, it, it came in summer. Again, last in the last episode, I talked about the funnel. So we've just had carols. We've um, told all our people to invite their friends, their family, their work colleagues to carols. It's a really easy invite. And there's Christmas, again, an easy invite. Start of summer, it's it's the start of the year. People have more time. It's daylight savings. Uh, work hasn't really ramped up for the year, and so it's a good time of the year to really engage people, invite them along to something like this. People are more open, I think, to things like this at the start of a new year. And then we started the year with a, a talk I gave uh, just at church, really ramping up mission, thinking into um, the heart of God and why we want to be on mission and and speaking to others about Jesus, and then we sort of launched into this series. We tried to give people 
uh, as clear a picture of what was going to happen in over these three weeks as we could. So they had confidence. We we got people who were part of the organising team to get up the front and we interviewed them uh, about what, what was going on, what we were going to do. Um, yeah, it really gave people as, as clear an idea, especially because it was the first year. Uh, we really wanted to give them confidence to invite their friends, their family too. To so you spoke about their convictions, uh, yeah. a Bible talk that really presses into God's heart yeah. for all the nations yeah. to, to know him. Mm. Uh, then you wanted to give them confidence. So this is a new thing. No one's seen it. Yeah. But you wanted to give people as much information as possible about what to expect so they could actually invite their friends for the first time. Obviously, next year when you run it again, it'll be a lot easier because people have seen it. Uh, they've seen it work. Yeah, uh, they'll be more confident to bring yeah, their friends along. Any, starting any new thing, momentum is such a big thing. And having confidence in your own church for these things is really the thing that uh, is going to keep the momentum and, and make it successful in the long term. And so the first year when you do something like this, you really have to work hard to build that confidence, and especially when they actually turn up. So some people will, will come and give it a go. And if they come and they go, oh, wow, this... I could easily invite my friend to this. Um, well, then they've got the confidence that next week or the next year they're going to they're gonna do that. Whereas if it's a bit of a flop, then you're going to lose that confidence. So you've got to work hard, particularly in that first year, to really build that confidence so people at the end of the night or the end of the series go, yep, this is something I could definitely bring my friends to. Now, you've talked about the culture of a church plant. You know, mission is kind of on the agenda. It's on the agenda from the start. You've also, you know, been a part of an established church up at, up at Newcastle yeah, as well. Yeah. Hey, how might you how might you bring this new thing? Is it any is it any different? Uh, you know, a lot of people out there might be listening, thinking, "Oh, well, this is a lot easier for you." Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, you're in you're in an urban area. You're in a part of a church mm. plant. It's a lot easier to introduce a new thing. What advice would you give to someone who's wanting to introduce the new thing in an already established church where they might not be used to doing something like this? Yeah, I think like anything like this, start small. Um, yeah, put something on and encourage the at least part of the church to come along and give it a go, build a team around it. Um, the, the more stuff you can do in the lead up to give people a vision of what it is, that's going to build confidence. The more you can uh, you can speak and get people to lift their eyes beyond themselves or the, or the church to see what's happening in their community that so many people do not know Christ. Mm. Um, those things are really going to help. But in, you say it's it might be easier in our context. I think our context is actually quite hard because people – are in a place in their lives where they just don't think they need God or religion or anything like that. They they have everything. They're in in their career. They're starting off. They've got high paying jobs in the city. They've got money. They've got everything they want. And so it's actually quite hard to engage people where we are. Whereas in a lot of other areas, it might be easier to get people to come to something like this because people love having conversations. They're used to that at the pub or you know cafes. Our area is actually really difficult to engage people. And so they want that, but it's very hard to actually get them to come to something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look, I, I think there is that grass is greener issue as well. I think sometimes we just think that it's it's easier in other contexts. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, the reality is I don't think it's easy anywhere in Australia to actually evangelise no. and to start having these conversations. It's becoming harder. The question is how you actually do it in your context. And that is where the hard thinking comes in. Uh, look, we normally at this point in our podcast, we would just pull back a little bit. We'd give you a few resources uh, to uh, to kind of point to. But last time we had uh, Matt on, he gave us a couple of books and things. So if you go back a few episodes, you'll see in the show notes some books, uh, some PDFs, some resources, Apologies Canada website. You can go and check them out. We're just going to keep uh, drilling uh, into Matt uh, and uh, Grace City's experience. 
Matt, you've you've run it once. Yeah. The plan is to run it again in the coming summer. Yeah. Um, what worked? What didn't? What are you going to do differently this for this coming one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what what worked? What didn't work? Uh, on reflection, um, we we had two big aims. One was to engage uh, the community, engage uh, our non Christian friends and family. Uh, but the other one was to equip our own people in apologetics. Uh, so the three topics we looked at um, really were starting points for our own people to engage their friends and family whether they came to these nights or not and so we had lots of success where uh, people came to me heaps of people from church came to me and said look my, my friend couldn't come on the on the night but the next day at work I used the same questions and the same uh, topic we looked at over lunch with my mates and we we essentially had a mini conversations that matter mm. at work over lunch and that's led to uh, lots more conversations. We've seen uh, people come to church through that. Uh, we've seen one guy in particular, he'd been trying to engage his cousin for a long time. He came along to one of these nights and from there they've started reading through the Gospel of, of Mark together, I, I believe. Wow. So like, it's been really cool for our own people building their own confidence, having a starting point. How do you talk about Jesus? Well, start with one of these questions and that can lead to Jesus. So um, an outcome that you weren't necessarily anticipating was that people were going to be trained well, we were, in, we were in hopefully anticipating this. We wanted that to happen, but it was really good that that actually did it work. Worked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the other, the other, the other part was engaging people from our community. Now, the first year of that, we did see a few people just turn up uh, from our community. We did a bit of Facebook advertising. We had some flyers and a few little things. We didn't see heaps. We we knew that would happen in the first year. Um, but this year we're gonna we're gonna oh sorry start of next year we're gonna we're gonna do round two of this and gonna ramp it up. We're looking to to build a bigger team of people around this um, and still have the the base being the discussion nights and then the Sundays, but build a whole bunch of other community engagement things around that. So we're not sure what that's gonna look like yet, uh, but we're gonna do a whole bunch of community engagement things. Now you had it on your actual church. Yeah. Property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did that work? You, you didn't think about putting it in the local uh, pub yeah. or, or the local um, restaurant? Yeah, look, we, we actually were leaning towards a local cafe or a, a pub at the start because I think uh, do it in a place where people are going to be comfortable. Um, they're used to going to cafes, used to going to pubs. So we were thinking about doing that, but then we were weighing up between um, if you do it off-site, you might get more people there but then if you're actually wanting long-term to get them to engage in church, in, in any sort of courses you're running explaining Christianity, then um, doing it on-site, I think, that's one less step that you have to get people across the line in the future. And so we've got a facility where it is very easy for people to, to feel comfortable. It feels like a cafe. Um, and so in the end, we decided on-site is... We might lose some, but I think we'll get bigger wins from doing that. And did it work? Did people actually come on Sunday to actually hear the talk? Last time you spoke about it, at the end of the whole night, there's just a quick 30-second grab. Here's what we're going to be talking about on Sunday. We'd yeah. love you to come to church to press into it a bit more um, and hear what the Bible has to say on it. Yeah, we, we had some people come along from the Tuesdays to the Sunday. Uh, not as many as we would have liked. Again, I think we can do that that uh, step to move people from the Tuesday to the Sunday um, better, we can do that better, and I think we'll think into how to do that better this year. But I think, again, like I said in the last podcast, 
we're, we're, we need to think more long term with these people. And so um, if someone has come from absolutely no understanding of Christianity or Jesus, Bible, any of that in the past, um, to get them to come to this uh, discussion night is one thing, but then get them to come to church, maybe that's a longer term thing. Mm-hmm. And so we've got the friends, that's the connection. They're having ongoing conversations. Um, yeah, I think think longer term with these so, things. So uh, it's hard to be patient though, isn't it? Oh, absolutely hard to be patient. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I think often the impatience is a thing that will turn people off. Uh, and so, yeah, you don't want to be too timid. You know, if there's an opportunity, you want to gently work out how we can gently share the gospel and, and help people move forward. But yeah, you do, do need to be patient. So just quickly, Matt, can I push in you know, a number of episodes ago? In fact, right at the start, we talked about uh, pathways in. Yeah. So in, in as you guys have thought this through, uh, you've got um, these conversations happening and you've probably got uh, church and Christianity explored, like the heart of your community happening over here with small groups. What, what is your hope, this, the pathway that you've put in place that you think people might move through? Yeah, yeah. So um, starting wide with very pre-evangelistic events, getting people to connect, uh, it's yeah, very outside of friendly things like the carols, like Christmas, uh, like this conversation that matter. As people go through those, um, we're hoping that, um, that they'll start coming to church or we'll advertise, look, if, if this is something you want to think more deeply into, uh, we run a, a six-week series called Explore, which is looking at um, you know who Jesus is, um, the claims that he's made. If you'd like to come and, and do that, jump into that. And so... We, we, we talk about it as being a tap. We want to keep the tap on mm. um, of people coming in, connecting, and then going through our, I guess, our pathway um, and thinking well in that pathway for a longer period of time. Our pathway actually can go up to a year because uh, yeah, people don't become Christians often in a week or two weeks. They need longer and longer and longer. And so engaging them in... Uh, from where their questions are and then moving them towards uh, digging into the Bible, exploring who Jesus is, um, understanding the gospel, becoming part of community. And we're seeing people become Christians, but over time. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> this, is my, this is my favorite topic, this stuff. I just love working out how we can move people in an increasingly secular society into places where they can talk about it. So it's the one thing, Matt. Uh, last time you shared one thing. What's the, the one thing that you do differently for next year? Yeah, the one thing we do differently. Um, ah, that's a good question. I think, yeah, the community engagement. So, again, we are trying to get it off the ground last year. I think we did quite well at that. We had you know pretty good turnout, had 60, 70 people each week coming along to this, uh, quite a few non-Christians coming along engaging um, but most of those were contacts through the church, uh, friends. Uh, I think we want to reach out more to our community this year, or in our next time we do it. So figuring out ways how to engage the community, meet people, and then invite them to come along to this. Hmm. Thanks, Matt. Uh, great to have you on again. I'm glad you got you back to... Uh talk through is uh, all the uh, extras associated with today's show are in fact a couple of episodes ago uh, we'll we'll put them in again I think with this uh, note uh, but while you're uh, you're clicking around go to Facebook uh, if you've been encouraged and challenged by this check out Geneva Push's Facebook page click like uh, look that is the best place to keep up to date with what's happening 
to churches in the Australian Church Planning Network. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. Well, coming up in our next episode, episode 21, it's going to be another cracker conversation between Derek Hanna about one thing you need for Australian ministry in the local church. Yep. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon.